Hi, everyone, and welcome to VMware's Partnership Perspectives podcast. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliance Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from our VMware partners, executives, and industry analysts. Today, I'm happy to share my recent conversation with Joseph George, Vice President of Compute, Industry, and Strategic Alliance Marketing at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Joseph and his team develop innovative ways to reach customers with revolutionary compute solutions, engage customers across industry verticals, and collaborate with strategic alliance partners like VMware to solve customer business challenges. In this episode, we covered how HPE and VMware's 20 plus years of strategic alliance has evolved over time to meet the changing market's demands and how VMware and HP's joint solutions are enabling partners to deliver the benefits of cross-cloud services and helping customers to be cloud smart. I'm excited to share the full conversation now. Joseph, welcome to Partnership Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining me today. Great. Thank you, Kathleen. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm always excited because as a kind of fellow HP alum, although it was HP, not HPE, but I did work there for 12 years I always enjoy the opportunity to speak with executives from HPE and to talk about the continuing journey of this company, which has been a hallmark of Silicon Valley for years where I'm from. I've seen the original garage. I've worked in the buildings. And so it's just always fun to talk about how we're seeing this company continue to transform. That's where I want to start today with your role that you serve for HPE as Vice President of Compute Industry and Strategic Alliance Marketing. Tell us about this role, what it encompasses, what you do, and what your team is responsible for. Yeah, sure. And you should know we lovingly refer to it as CIA marketing because uh, it just happens to work. The acronym happens to work. But we did a whole like spy theme with uh, at the last all team member meeting and stuff. All my staff got on with the shades and and the suits and stuff on. So it was really fun. You detailed it right. Compute product marketing industry marketing and alliances marketing. So we are a marketing organization. So we are taking what the company is doing strategically and how we're leading and translating in a way that the market and our customers can really understand it in three specific areas. One around compute. Your audience is probably very familiar with the ProLiant server brand. We are responsible for all the product marketing aspects of that business unit, as well as the associated software and solutions that come out of it. Secondly, we focus on industry marketing, specifically for manufacturing, for financial services, for healthcare and telco. And that's not specific to just the compute space. That's for the whole company. We're looking at marketing to those specific industries. And then lastly, for strategic alliances that include, obviously, VMware. And HPE and VMware have been strategic partners for over 20 years. Over that time, in fact, I started with VMware over 12 years ago and was leading all of our marketing for professional education services. And HP at the time was one of our largest education services vendor. So we have a long history together that's been very multifaceted. As we look at that history together, how have you seen our alliance evolve over time to meet the changing customer needs that we've been seeing in the market? I don't know how many people actually know this in the market, but HPE or NHP prior to that with VMware, boy, it's a considerable history with hundreds of thousands of customers, 100,000 global partners, 25,000 or so solution experts, 
like in the last five years, where several hundreds of thousands of VMware licenses have gone through HPE. We, HPE, view VMware as a fantastic partner. It's a great template for how we should do things. And I think HPE is the largest VMware authorized training center. I think we've got 90 training centers around the world of VMware. Obviously, a, a big partner with you. And we actually share one of the largest joint channel communities with you as well. So when I look at kind of where the market is going, boy, dramatic changes. There's a lot of artificial intelligence that's being rolled out now. It's becoming a lot more real, not just for research entities, but for a lot of the other markets. We're seeing a lot that's happening in the cloud and cloud doesn't always mean in a public cloud. It, it can be in a colo, it can be in your own data center. These are some of the hybrid things that are changing. We're seeing a lot more happening at the edge. You don't need to compute and analyze back at HQ or back in your a centralized data center. Sometimes businesses just don't allow for that, right? You need for a competitive advantage. You've got to do that analysis as fast as you possibly can and on the edge. So there's a lot that's evolving in the market. And when I look at the history that Hewlett Packard and Hewlett Packard Enterprises has, you know, we mentioned the garage. Boy, innovation started right there and it's evolved through servers, through broad storage initiatives, a lot through virtualization, a lot across software implementation through services, virtualization, cloud, open source. There's so much that's evolving fast. I think a lot of customers are looking for not only who have experts in it, but who are the vendors and partners that they can trust as things change. The beautiful thing I think that HPE and VMware share is that we've gone through a lot of technological changes that have gone through, and we've made sure that our customers, our joint customers, are intact and not only intact, but thriving. And I think you see that with the results. And so as all these things happen with the edge, with artificial intelligence, as we go to more public and private cloud, I think that's what I see the two of us offering is a trustworthiness, a relatable partner that says, no matter what the technologies are, because if I look down the road, I'm looking at quantum, I'm looking at blockchain, I'm looking at some of these new technologies coming down the road. I'm satisfied knowing that our customers are looking at us to say, HPE, VMware, help us go through this process as we transform our own businesses. I appreciate you having that detailed history over time. And my life was kind of flashing, but through my eyes as you were talking about that, because I started with education services. And as you mentioned, HPE is one of our largest training partners and has been that way. And I think we do. I think the unique partnership between VMware and HPE is that there are more vSphere workloads running out there that have come from the partnership with HPE and VMware than any other vendor out there in the market. As I mentioned those things, maybe we weren't at the actual garage, but not too far after that, I think there were spots along that entire journey you and I were both part of. Absolutely, of the years. But things are really different. And you were talking about how no matter what the technology, our customers, our partners can trust us as we move into this future. But let's talk about that future. You are a lead from a marketing position, these very three important areas for the company. You covered a number of different areas that are happening. What would you say are the top three technology evolution areas right now, which are driving our joint opportunity together and where you see us focused as partners? I'll start with the hybrid cloud. Right now, HPE GreenLake is what Hewlett Packard Enterprise is all about right now. If I take apart kind of the equation that gets our customers to this point, it's 
Obviously, being able to leverage cloud utilities is something that's very beneficial for business. Now that we've had a lot of time as a market to, to be a participant in that, what we're finding is that not all workloads are suited to be out in somebody else's data center. Not all data that are suited to be outside of our data centers or in our control. Flip the other side, there are strategic instances where our customers don't want that data to be lost out of their control. And I'd say data is probably one of the key items that bring us to this hybrid cloud notion. So what we've got now is a technology and a business paradigm that says, break down your workloads, break down your applications, break down what you want to do with your data. How quickly do you want outcomes and insights from them and place the workloads and the jobs where they need to be for that reason. So if there are workloads that don't require microsecond, sub-microsecond responses, you would want to architect that one way. If you're competing with other financial institutions and whoever's first to the finish line is the winner competitively, then you're going to want to do things you know, within your data center, have a lot more control. Same with cybersecurity, things like that. So I think this hybrid cloud notion is kind of the next thing that's happening where I think VMware and Hewlett Packard Enterprise can really work together. We understand how to do things in the data center. We know how to do things outside the data center with Colo and the public cloud as well. And that's one place I think customers are asking for our help. Second would be around data. We talked about it just a moment, a moment ago, but the reality is data is currency. Um, I had an interesting conversation with some friends recently where we talked about all the free stuff that you get online these days, all the things that you can do without having to pay a dime for the service that you get, whether it's a search function or whether it's social media. Isn't it awesome that it's so free? The reality is that it's not free. It is your data that is your currency. That gives you the opportunity to be able to participate in those things. And what we're finding is our customers see that currency, see that as a way that adds value to what they are doing. So they are putting extra emphasis, putting extra attention into how that data is created, how that data is curated, how that data is protected, and how that data evolves. So data is a huge area where we're seeing our customers operate. And then lastly would be around the location, around edge. I talked about this as well. The edge is really a place that I don't think anyone in the industry really has tapped into yet. And I'm going to put my industry marketing hat on for a second. I think that's where the customers are living on a day-to-day basis, right? There are hospitals that are in regions that have got to make split-second decisions around how to interact with patients. There are, I mentioned, financial transactions and stock trades and high-frequency trading. Imagine this. You know, this is kind of like the advent of the microwave. Well, I guess we're warming up food on stoves. And when you got the microwave, it changed that paradigm completely. People complain now and you have to wait 60 seconds for your food. Whereas prior to that, it was not something you worried about. Now we're in a situation where it was fine to actually see transactions happen on the edge, send that data back to some central place, have the analysis done and sent back out. Now the competitive landscape has changed for our customers to where they need it real time, either to compete against each other or to better serve their customer better. So that edge is just yielding a whole level of science that we're all as vendors, HPE and and VMware and others, are just now tapping into to understand what the customers need there and then how we help give them some solutions to address those challenges. I've heard some people share, whether it was Gartner or IDC, some of the analysts that I talked to, that they're projecting that edge and the edge cloud could be even bigger then I'm just going to say the data center cloud businesses today, just huge and driven by the huge shift to devices, 
and remote models and also thinking about the different ways to protect data as well in terms of managing both speed and, and protection. And all of this, I think, flows into what we at VMware are calling cloud smart. And we're talking about the need for customers to be cloud smart, for partners to help our customers be cloud smart, which is you need to think about the place for the workload the jobs that they're going to run, and all of those things together, whether it's in the data center, whether it's in a public cloud, moving back and forth, or at the edge, is all about what we think of as the whole multi-cloud universe. When we say multi-cloud, some people think it, we're just talking about public clouds. like, nope, we're thinking about from the edge, the data center, to the cloud, to the edge, and it's really everything. And it's about helping our customers now be cloud smart and know how to harness all of that. And how many things, Kathleen, do you do? You and I both own and possess that, that have sensors in it now. Everything's got sensors now that are collecting data. And the funny thing is, we don't know what the aggregation of that could actually. Maybe a manufacturer can look at a manufacturing floor and look at systems that are looking at real time. Can data from a refrigerator or a toaster improve that? Maybe we're gathering all that data now. So it's all interesting that the amount of sources of data are just growing exponentially. And we haven't even as a civilization figured out how we can use those, combine those to actually get insights we're not even thinking about. And that's where things like AI and other technologies can help us. That reminds me of one of our customers, which is John Deere. And you think of John Deere as being a heavy equipment company. And in fact, they're actually now a technology and data company because they've found a way to put sensors on all of their different equipment and they're collecting data about soil qualities, water, weather, all of that, which can be aggregated to provide information, which data is that new currency that you mentioned for customers. So that also brings the lens as we talk about a lot of these needs for customers from the things driving hybrid cloud, data, edge are very universal. I think we're seeing all companies, regardless of their business model, are needing to be technology companies and need to think about that. Are you seeing, but as you own industry, industry marketing for HPE as well, are you seeing differences across those different industries? Is it how they're using it or different needs the elevated in different ways, depending on which industry you're coming from. It actually has given us a lot more, I'll say it this way, where technology lies in priority to customers that are dealing with just day-to-day transaction, day-to-day work. Technology is not the end state. It is a way to service their customers. With hospitals, it's patients. With manufacturers, it's customers who need to have products developed with high quality and in a certain amount of time. With financial institutions, it's institutions that they support or are banking customers. The technologies are all kind of a part of the equation that makes that experience for their customer all the better. And in some cases, like police departments, it's about serving the community. It's, if it's doctors, it's about serving patients, like quality of life things. First of all, opened my eyes to was just where technology fits in that discussion and really changed how we strategically looked at even industry marketing. I'm proud to say that our team doesn't even really think about HPE or our vendor products until a couple of steps down in the equation. They wake up and look at for the last year and a half with services being shut down and doctors and patients not seeing each other, uh, with manufacturers not being able to put manufacturing employees on an assembly line. That's where everything was starting. 
what are those challenges that are there? And then how can we make things better? And so what we ended up finding was, okay, if you start there and you start with how to solve a problem, as opposed to here's a bag of parts and how do we make something that looks like it could solve it, start with the challenge and then start with how you would solve it and then go look at what technologies would fit to make that solution work. It changes your whole outlook. And what we ended up finding was while there was some consistency, VDI became a lot more interesting to a lot of the market. And actually a lot of them are sticking with it. We should start thinking about positives for what we went through for the last couple of years. One of the positives I think was that with VDI in particular, a lot of our customers were hesitant to look at that technology early on because we've got well-managed desktops and we've got fine ways to collaborate already. We've got people coming into offices. We've got big labs. And the situation forced the markets to start looking at it. And we realized, okay, you know what? This technology is actually pretty exceptional. And now we're starting to see customers in all those industries start implementing it across the board. Now we're seeing telehealth be something that doctors are using, not because they have to, but now you don't have to wait weeks to see a doctor. If the case is right and the doctor is right and the patient's situation is right, you can do a video conversation and work through it and gets resolved that way. So VDI has been one of those technologies that we have seen get across the board used pretty consistently. But beyond that, we're starting to see, you know, some customers are looking at how they use object stores better. Some are starting to look at how they're actually using more open source software a little bit differently. So it's kind of been across the board in various industry specific use cases, but things like, and technologies like VDI, they're starting to see, okay, this is not something to be afraid of. In fact, this is something that I need to embrace and I can really make an attribute to drive the bottom line for my business. I think, as you said, what we've experienced together over the last two years has forced a lot of people who were standing on the edge of the pool, they didn't have a choice, they were thrown in, right? You know, it was a burning platform moment and they've been just forced to. And I think there's like remote work, there's no going back because it has just accelerated and made my days and I'm sure your days all the more busier, fantastic, interesting as it's just accelerated the pace of adoption and then transformation. And I think this gets to also something that you were talking about from an industry perspective, which is tech is not the end state. It's about using it. And we are absolutely seeing, I kind of think about it as in the old days of turntables and LPs, right? People really cared a lot, invested large amounts of money in speakers and sound systems. And now increasingly, there are a few audiophiles that still care about that, but it's now about Spotify. It's about people downstream because they just like, I don't care about the equipment. I just want to hear my music curated the way I want to. And I think we're seeing that same inflection point with technology. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't a lot of great, talented people working to build and create the technology. And a lot of them live around me here in Silicon Valley. But increasingly, companies are about using it. And that is also driving shifts in how customers want to buy how the business model, and I know we are seeing a tremendous shift to subscription and SaaS, and that's been a big inflection point for HPE as well. With my pandemic time frame, I can't remember exactly when this was, but within the last two years, Antonio was very clear directionally for HPE that we are going all in on subscription, all in on GreenLake. How is that position to really help HP, help its customers address these shifts and how are, I know about it, but how do you see this also as a great opportunity for VMware and HPE to work together 
in addressing our customers' needs. Yeah, that's exactly right. Antonio Neri had said that by the end of 2022, that we would be offering all of our, our services as a service. That was really the goal that we had in mind. And kind of to go back to your music analogy, I really like that. But even to expand on that, there are probably folks that back when they were young had had bands and tried to put music out. Back then, you had to put 10 to 12 songs and build an album and have album cover art and things like that. And now you've got artists that can post their new originals on a YouTube site or just one song versus an entire catalog of things. The labels where if you were an aspiring musician, you were aspiring to go perform and get assigned to a label because you want to get radio playing, things like that. That whole paradigm has shifted. You can now have access to so many more distributors. You have access to ways to like Spotify to go and publish your music. Even that one example, the paradigm has shifted so dramatically. And I think that's what's happening with this as a service motion that's happening. Again, it's less about cloud. It's more about how you're going to consume your workloads in that sense. And so when Antonio made that comment, that's what we saw is that customers are seeing this as a way to consume, a way to actually accelerate their businesses. And everybody was fixated on where the workload was. That was the early part of the equation. Wait, is it in your data center? Is it out of your data center? And to your point around multi-cloud, it doesn't have to be an or. And for sure, it will be an and. It will likely be, at some point, multiple public clouds that you're in. You will have stuff probably in some co-load centers. You will have some in your own data center. Where HPE comes in is we are known, like VMware, you are the leader. You are the inventor of virtualization. We pride ourselves at HPE for being an innovator. There's a lot of different business models that are out there, heavy on the ecosystem side of things, heavy on outsourcing things. HPE has always had, since the garage with Bill and Dave, innovation has been the core of our DNA and it continues to be. And HPE GreenLake is no exception to that rule. We are very proud to be upfront, head of the pack, saying, here's how we're going to take that model that customers are now starting to say, this cloud model works. And here's how we're going to build better security. Here's how we're going to let you keep your data. Here's how we're going to make it an easy migration from what you might already be doing today to where you're going. And so when I look at HPE and VMware, I think we are aligned in our vision around the edge to cloud. We understand it is a spectrum of places that you could be on that map. It's not one or the other. You don't have to choose one or the other. You can choose not to choose, if I were to use one of our taglines from a recent commercial. But really, I think both of us are trying to enable both HPE and VMware, trying to enable our customers to modernize from the edge all the way to cloud. And this is really what it's about. This whole theme in our talk here today has been about modernization. The world has changed. The world continues to change. And modernizing your data is really where everything starts. That's our philosophy. And this is where I think VMware and HPE have helped a lot of customers modernize what they're doing. And again, we said early technology is not the end state, satisfying your customers is the end state. There's never going to be an end state with technology, right? When we innovate to this next phase, there's going to be something that comes after that. And that's where I think VMware and HPE actually can thrive with this new GreenLake model that we're rolling out is to take customers, get them into this model, and then start building on that. What happens next with blockchain? What happens next with quantum? What happens next with any new technology? We have this new consumption model to help do it. 
As a couple of times you mentioned how we've helped make our customers together successful. I'm wondering if you have any recent customer success stories that come to mind that are prime examples of how working together, we've helped to help them modernize and take advantage of harness the technology. There's a number of customers. I'll talk about one in particular, SBM out of Turkey. SBM is a Turkey central insurance industry information provider. They adopted HPE technology with VMware Cloud Foundation, and they built an entirely new software-defined data center infrastructure. And it was all built around efficiency, security, and then ease of management. So they actually took their systems and services, applied the VMware and HPE technologies, and they've now actually are able to deliver their data, check this, 80% faster, 80% faster than how they were doing it before using a very flexible and scalable resilient infrastructure. And that's just one of many examples. There's police departments that are now using virtual desktop, like I mentioned before. The Antwerp Police Department in particular, they standardize on VMware Horizon and the VRealize operations and using HPE products. And they were actually there to support a new platform and application called Focus. And now that police department to protect and serve, that makes me proud when I hear things like that. People that are protecting and serving that now have a scalable, highly reliable infrastructure to support the operations of the police department to serve the community, keep its systems up to date, and frankly, stay one step ahead of all the criminal and criminal activity that's out there, all with this enhanced VDI experience using Horizon and using HPE infrastructure. It's a fantastic solution. That is a great story. And you were talking before around data and data being currency and the importance in helping create, curate, and protect data. I think there's no better example than a police department where security and protecting that data is the utmost importance. And the fact that they've been able to go all in, yeah, I just love that story as well, because security has been such a, a just top of mind and growing concern as everybody has shifted to this virtual desktop world and distributed devices and distributed information. So that's a great story. We've talked a lot about customers and how we're helping them together. We also share a lot of partners. From the days when I worked at HP, HP was always a leader in working with channel partners, with solution providers, VARs, it was always a key focus back in the day. I know it still is for VMware as well. And we have a lot of those partners in common. We've talked about the opportunity for customers. How do you see the opportunity growing from our partnership for our shared channel partners, solution provider partners? The channel community and the reseller community, the VARs, they're a critical part to the HPE business, I'm very clearly. I think I've, you'd echo my sentiment for VMware. They're just critical to the business, the success that HPE and VMware will have. And we want to be part of the success that they experience as well. We talk about all the market changes that are going on, AI, edge, cloud, and then things that are coming. As channel partners, they're also thinking about how they fit into this equation. And there are places where our, both of our companies work directly with customers and with partners to solve some of these challenges that they, that they deal with. The channel partners, I think what we're trying to do now is how do we bring them into the paradigm as well? And, and when it comes to HPE GreenLake, and especially being on the compute side of the business as I am, the channel community is critical to how we get customers who are using our compute today 
and transition them to the paradigm. So we're making a lot of tools available to our channel community as we make this change. We're doing a lot of training with our channel community as well. And we want them to see valuable ways that they can contribute value to the value prop and how they can be successful. It's important to me. I always like like to say this with contractors, anybody that you have a contract come work on your house or help in another way. I want, I'm actually sometimes comfortable paying a little bit of a premium if there are good companies that are all about customer service. I'm not a plumber. I, I know how to break plumbing. I don't know how to fix plumbing. So if there's a great plumber that's responsive, that when something goes unexpected, even with a repair they might've done, that they're on top of it and that they're responsive and they come and take care of it. I want those types of companies to remain in business. Even if they're a little bit at a premium, I want them to be remaining in business. And the very few vendors that don't do those sort of things, we want more of the strong companies that are responsive. And when I look at our channel community, that's what I see. I see a group of individuals that have partnered with us to make our end customers successful. And so it's my job and our job as partners and alliance partners here to make sure that they are successful too. So while we bring our customers on the journey, bringing these channel partners on that journey, boy, it's such a critical part of this as well. And this is where I think an HP and VMware Alliance is great for the channel community because if they see us leading and seeing us innovating and making things easy for them to transact and get trained and get certified and serve their customers, I think we all end up winning because the customer at the end result actually wins. So way important to our strategy that these channel partners are. Joseph, I couldn't agree more. I really see it as we are all in this together. I don't think either HPE or VMware can really fulfill all the promise that we have for our customers without the legions of our partners out in the market Because at the end of the day, they're the ones feet on the street with customers. They talk to more customers than we do. They are on the truly on the front lines as those frontline workers. And I think we have great opportunity to help equip them. Again, back to what I was talking about before about being cloud smart. Our customers need those guides and people along the step of the way to help them navigate what I see as things that are changing every day. That's absolutely right. You and I have both sat in briefings with customers There's a reason that we bring multiple people from our companies to have conversations with customers, because there's going to be a perspective that I offer that will convey to a customer. There's going to be a set of background that I bring to the table. There's going to be my counterparts or my partners, my alliance partners in the conversation will bring different perspectives as well, often complementary, which is good. But having that different perspective is, is a big deal. And I think the channel partners help in that view we're looking at things at a worldwide level and at a regional level and at a strategy level and a technology level. And a lot of times these channel partners are very close to customers. And they understand where the customers are trying to go strategically. What are the challenges that they have with staffing, the challenges that they have with budgets? And they help us work with them to figure out how we solve the customer's problem. It's a fantastic relationship that we've had for years and that we will continue to have. Really good points about the perspective that our partners provide you and me and all of us inventing this along the way. I want to now pivot as we uh, kind of get to the end of our conversation to the category of transformation. Our conversation today was about helping customers modernize and tackle everything that's changing. We've all been through a lot of changes the last couple of years from our company standpoint, and then personally as leaders helping to navigate through this. 
as you look at the last couple of years and all the different things that have been thrown your way as someone who leads a large number of people within HPE, what have been your guiding principles for helping to navigate your team through some times of a lot of uncertainty and change? And I ask this because I don't think there's any leader for any company that today that hasn't had to work through that and isn't faced with that going forward. There was a time where we could rely on, hey, we'll fly to the Bay Area and we'll have a week-long meeting and we'll build relationship and we'll learn and communicate with each other. And we just haven't had that for the most part for the last two years. And so we've had to learn. To be honest, we've had to learn by doing. So a few things that I've picked up over the last couple of years is, one, to just be in the trenches with them. Right now, you, you touched on it earlier, Kathleen, everybody that's working remote, your day has changed dramatically. We've got families and households and things that we handle personally and family and friends and homes that we have to deal with and cars that break down. And now the lines have blurred between the beginning of the business day and the end of the business day and the beginning of kind of your evening. So what I find is that as we're all going through that, as a leader, I like to demonstrate that I'm in the trenches with you. I will routinely try, if I see people online working because they've got to get something done, I'll take the sacrifice. I'll try to be online with them. I will actually even say things like, look, just because you see me send an email late at night because my boss did and your boss did, does not mean, I've said this directly, it does not mean you need to be online. It does not mean that you have to reply to me at that moment. So being in the trenches and kind of leading by example is one thing. I have also just over-communicated everything. I'm sure my team sees me as extremely verbose right now, but I find that that number one brings everybody into the loop. It brings everybody into the conversation. Like we talked about earlier with different perspectives, I want to be able to hear from folks that may not be always vocal. And one of the side benefits of this is people that don't always speak up in person because for one reason or another, feel comfortable on an email. They feel comfortable on a Slack chat to make their comments known. So I highly encourage a lot of over-communication and it minimizes the confusion, makes things move along cleaner. Now I'll say as leaders, the two other things I've learned is one, work behind the scenes for your team. I have a great story of when I was a product manager many years ago, there was a big VP and higher level meeting going on and I was a product manager at the time. I remember walking into my cubicle back when we had cubicles and offices and I remember seeing my VP sitting there working and I was like, so how did the VP meeting go? And he said, oh, it's still going. I was like, why are you here? And he's like, well, I needed to get these things done. And I said something that kind of has stuck with me now, which is I, the product manager, can't be in that meeting. So I'm relying on you to be in that meeting. So whatever you're doing, let me do it so you can be in there. And so I found that that superpower that we tend to yield is really important. Like it's conversations, it's building relationship with our peers, not just for the networking purposes, but because there's ways to support our working teams to make their lives a little easier. So working behind the scenes, really, really important part. And it goes back to my feeling that sometimes the experts and the, the rock stars on our teams don't get access or don't really get visibility to some of those things. That's the job we have to go make sure that we're clearing those ways. And then finally, I'd say, any opportunity that I have to let the team shine, any opportunity, if they're comfortable, I want them presenting to Antonio, if they're comfortable. If they're not comfortable, happy to do it for them. I want them to feel like they've got a future here. I want them to feel like one of my jobs is to make sure that they could be my boss one day. I'm all about that. And so finding those moments has helped us over the last few years as we've kind of not been able to see face to face, 
but know that there's ways to actually make the group work and function and thrive. I think those are words of wisdom and guiding principles that many managers and leaders should take to heart. I think they are true to help navigate teams through the transitions we've seen and Probably VMware is undergoing this, right? We're undergoing the shift from a perpetual license to a SaaS company. We're all about transformation. What Ragu talks about is our Act 3, which brings the challenge of both supporting our customers, their changing needs, our partners' changing needs. We're perpetually flying the plane and building the plane or rebuilding the plane at the same time, which brings particular stresses. And HPE is doing the same thing with that big, bold statement that Antonio had about we're going to be able to deliver everything as a subscription or a service by 2022. I know what a challenge it is for VMware. HPE is a much even bigger company, and I can just imagine the shift. So you have the extra pressure leading through a major business transformation, the latest business transformation for HP. And so I can imagine that all of those things are even more needed now. Absolutely. And the beauty of it is it's a dramatic corporate change that's happening that we're doing as a company, but it's in response to the dramatic changes that are taking place in the market. And what I've really enjoyed seeing is the commitment from Antonio on down to this new model. It is a change. It is out of our comfort zone, like for a lot of folks that haven't had to operate this way, but we're committed and have been committed for years to make this change. It's just an amazing thing to see, not just in word, but in action and in strategy, how committed the company is to it. It's an amazing and beautiful thing to see. And it is just the latest evolution for HPE from HP in the days. I was around for the 50th anniversary of the company. I fondly, one of my favorite pictures is between my graduate school years. And I have a picture with Bill and Dave in their office, the Page Mill Road office. And it's, it's something that I treasure. But this is just the latest evolution you talked about inventing and HPE has a deep culture in inventing and in innovating. And Antonio, I think, is providing that leadership along with key leaders like you in helping keep this company modern and current and on the cutting edge of helping customers maximize all of the fantastic innovation we're seeing in technology and how it's transforming businesses. Yeah. And you and I started the conversation with, at the end of the day, it's when our customers are succeeding, we're succeeding. Absolutely. It always is about the customer and helping them realize their success. Joseph, I want to wrap up with a couple of fun questions. I always like to ask this, what book or podcast are you reading currently that you would recommend? I just started a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. I think it's like 10 years old by Ben Horowitz, very well known in Silicon Valley. It's really about when you're, I think it's actually in the title, when you're building a business, there are no easy answers. And obviously you and I are with some very well-established companies, but um, I've always prided myself on being what I call an intrapreneur, coming to these companies and starting a product management group or redefining how alliances marketing works. And I've just started, so I won't be able to go too deep into it, but there's a lot of little things in there that Ben talks about around taking on that CEO mentality, how you would engage and align the customer first mentality, really good. And it's interesting, his style of writing, I guess he's into rap music, but he intersperses rap lyrics throughout the book. It's an interesting read. So that's what I just started. I will say that we didn't talk too much about this, but don't tell anybody, Kathleen, but I have an electrical engineering degree. I started my career as a developer 
And my son just started getting into, he's 14, not because dad pushed him, but he started getting into to coding a little bit. And so he's learning Python. So he and I are starting to just for fun, we'll write little apps. He's way better than I am. But I download a little app called Pythonista, which lets you run little Python apps on your phone. And he's working on a Texas Hold'em app. Obviously, there's tons of those that are out there, but trying to build one. And it was interesting to hear him talk about how complicated, it sounds pretty straightforward, but to be able to like pair numbers and suits and then compare them. Like how do you compare a 5H to a, a 4C? There's some math and some logic. And so we've been doing a little bit of that too. So in addition to some of the reading I'm doing, he's forcing me to get into code a little bit more, which is a lot of fun. I love that. Every person coming out of school at all levels needs to be aware of how to code, not like tech, not for tech's sake, not for coding sake, but because you can use it for so many things. I am married to an electrical engineer. My son just graduated from USC with a degree in electrical engineering. He's working for TI as a technical sales rep in Silicon Valley. And our daughter is an innovation product manager for PayPal. So we are all tech all the time. But it, it has just been fascinating watching them. Last question, Joseph, for our time together, which has been a delight. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received professionally or personally? I'll give this one to my dad. It's very black and white, but there's some subtlety to do, which is always do the right thing. Always. In corporate world, that's a tough thing to do sometimes. Everybody has things that they have as a misstep. It's just something that I've done throughout my career. I'm not perfect at it. I want to be really clear about that. Nobody's perfect, so no pressure on anybody. But always gear toward what's the right thing. If, if something went sideways, be open and transparent about it. If one of your peers did something better than you, be open and transparent about it. Just because in the end, it all works out and you always want to do the right thing. Because at the end of the day, if you can look back and say, I did the right thing, you're going to be better. Your fellow human will be better off. The world will be better off. And so it's something I always try to do is just always do the right thing, even if it's personally, professionally painful at times. Well, I think that is fabulous advice for everybody, whether you're working with a customer, a partner, your employees, your family, your friends. I think those are very true words to live by and a great place to end our conversation. Joseph, it's been a delight catching up on all things going on with HPE today and getting your insights and perspectives on the future. Kathleen, thank you. I appreciate really being on here. Fantastic chatting with you today, and I look forward to doing it again. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Joseph as much as I did, particularly our discussion around trends related to multi-cloud environments and the rapid customer shift to subscription and SaaS buying models. It was also great to explore how HPE GreenLake, VDI as a Service, together with VMware Anywhere Workspace Solutions, enable organizations to experience a seamless, stable, and secure migration to the cloud. To learn more about HPE, please visit hpe.com. And to connect with Joseph, you can find him on LinkedIn or on Twitter at at JBGeorge. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Remember to subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit partnerexecutiveedge at vmware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thanks for listening and hope to see you next time.